<laughs> okay, we have to address the fact that this is quite possibly the most amazing recording studio. It really is. In the history of recording studios. I really like what you've done with the place. Thank you. It feels very <laughs> modern. <laughs> All white. Sheedy. <laughs> I feel like our blanket port is falling down. (laughs) Everybody, so long story short, we had to temporarily decommission the podcasting room, a.k.a. the studio. (laughs) A.k.a. Aaron's guest room. (laughs) A.k.a. Aaron's childhood room. It is my childhood room. And so we decided to record in Aaron's living room because we needed the desktop computer. But it's much like a cave in here. It's so fucking echoey because she's rich and (laughs) she has a huge ass house. (laughs) That's what it is. Let everybody know. Everybody come rob her and take all of her goods. Please don't. I don't have anything good. It's a fancy house with nothing inside. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a shell. That's why it's so echoey. (laughs) Anyway, so we made a blanket fort using all of her chairs and her table true and we're sitting on the floor in her living room this is like my childhood dream come true is to I be in a blanket fort with you i'm loving every <laughs> second of it my head can reach the ceiling which yeah, is you're... also a dream of mine because i'm short <laughs> your ceiling sucks mine is like super high and really great yeah i can't see you i feel like i'm drowning here my side is beautiful you know what i should do you should put a pull it on hotter yeah i'm gonna pull it so taut <laughs> God damn! Get out of here with that. It's creepy because it's so intimate. (laughs) I need to find a comfortable way to sit. (laughs) I'm just crunched between two chairs. This is a literal shit show. Yeah, it is. I love it. This might be my favorite episode so far, and we haven't even started. It's going to be interesting. Well, now that we're settled in here. Yeah. In our delightful blanket fort. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Slash studio. Slash studio. Slash the dogs had to be downstairs because they would destroy this Oh, they would wreck this shit. (laughs) Hank would be so fucking pumped, though. He'd be twirling around. He'd be wrapped up on all the goddamn cords and he'd keep running. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't care at all. No, he'd rip everything right the fuck out. Yes, he would. Okay, Aaron, welcome to episode 20? Yeah, it is Is episode 20. 20. Oh, goddamn. This is the 20th anniversary week of us being together. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually pretty impressive. It's the 20th week anniversary of us doing this podcast. Yeah, it's the big 2-0. I didn't get you anything. (laughs) I didn't get you anything. Hank ate all of your Fritos. That fucking son of a bitch. (laughs) You guys, Aaron had a whole bowl, and I'm talking like Halloween candy-sized bowl of chili cheese Fritos, and that shit is my jam. And they were like individually packaged. It wasn't just like a giant-ass <laughs> bowl of free-for-all Cheetos. <laughs> Fritos, not Cheetos. Fritos, you're right. Sorry. Get it right. Sorry. Anyway, and they were like the little lunch baggies. Yeah. And every time I come over, I was like, God damn, my eyeballs are on those on those chips. I want some chips. Mm-hmm. And you'd always be like, take some, because they were like fucking dusty, because you and Brandon, for some reason, don't <laughs> eat those ones, even though they're the best goddamn chips in the whole entire pack. Listen, the Cheetos and the Doritos went first, and then the chili cheese Fritos were, I mean, nobody really likes Fritos. See, Cheetos are last in my house. <gasps> I love Cheetos. I'll take Cheetos over Doritos. If they were puffs, I'd eat them. That's true. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I'm one of your hosts, Stacy. I'm your other host, Aaron. Yes. Hey, other host, Aaron. Hey, girl, hey. Want to give me your goddamn this week? Well, you pretty much already know it. 
I know all of them. Yeah, you know all of my That's goddamn. That's not true. We hide shit from each other. I try to, but I couldn't this week. My goddamn is that I'm a goddamn single mom this week. Oh, yeah, I knew that one. Yeah. You're a fucking single mom this week. Yeah, my husband went to Arizona. He's coming back, though. <laughs> he's here. By the time you hear this, By he's back. By the time you hear this, he'll be here. I'm don't not come, alone. Don't come murder her in her giant-ass rich bitch house with nothing in it. There's so many escape ladders. <laughs> She'll hear you because it's so echoey. Yeah. Also, Carl's so mean. Get out of here. Oh, he's a dick. Yeah. He's not a dick, but he will be if you try to Yeah, if he tried to murder her. me, he'd be like, mm-mm, not today, bitches. Plus, he'll never fit in her skin. I know. You kind of have to stretch it out. <laughs> Let me start using lotion. <laughs> Give her some time it's to prep. Dry. Yeah, but I've been a single mom because we're having family health issues because nobody in this goddamn podcast world can catch a break. Can we stop with that? Just yeah. for the record, can we all just be healthy and yeah. stop? Just cool it with the yeah. medical shit right yeah. now? Everybody's fucking sick. Kinds of shit going on. Yeah. So he'll so, be back pretty soon. I think he's actually supposed to come back tomorrow night. Oh, nice. Yeah. So uh, how's the single mom life been? It's rough. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how people do it. Fucking shout yeah. out. Hats off to all the single anybody's out there. Uh-huh. Single parents. Jesus Christ. I don't yes. know how you do that shit. It's hard. God damn. I'm alone with my kid for three hours and I'm like, where the fuck is someone else to take him for a minute? Yeah. Yeah. And then like me and my husband usually trade off mornings like, oh, I sleep in on this day and you sleep in the next day, right? Yeah. Uh, nope. Just Every day. All day. I'm on all day now. Ugh. Yeah. So exhausting. Yeah, it is. And working and all that other shit, obviously. Yeah, but like then like surviving life. Like dropping him off at daycare. We switch days. Nope, it's all me. That shit like adds up too, it like stress wise. By like the time Friday today comes, you're just like, Holy shit, I've been going nonstop and I'm exhausted. Yeah, exactly. And that's called parenting. Yeah. Well, give me your goddamn then, Stacey. Ooh, my goddamn. Okay. I don't think I've told you, but I've been wanting to tell you. But it's been okay because we haven't fucking hung out yet. But on Saturday, we went to a goals game, a hockey game. <gasps> Jealous. Actually, to be honest, it was really hard to go because I was super tired and it was like... Well, you're pregnant. Yeah, because I'm pregnant. So it was like super tired all the time. And it was seven o'clock at night. So it was the end of the day when you're like, okay, let's just like get in our jammies and Wrap relax shit now. Up. But anyway, so we go to the hockey game mm -hmm. and we get to the sports arena that is no longer called the sports arena. I don't even know what the fuck it's called anymore. Yeah. Cricket Wireless Stadium. I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> it's not even that. It's like Pachanga something oh or other. God. Yeah. They've changed it again. It's like not low Petco. key. No, they low-key changed it. It was like, as we were pulling into the parking lot and paying for our parking, they're like, welcome to Pachanga Resort and Casino, the fucking amphitheater. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, what? When did this change? You're like, did you send out a flyer even? <laughs> yeah, I did not approve this. <laughs> Pachanga's not even close. Anyway, so we go to the game, we park, and we're early, and so the guys are like, hey, let's go to a brewery. So there's a brewery across and the And you're like, that's exactly where I want to I be while I'm pregnant. fucking hoping that's what you were going to say. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of night it was where it's like, dude, this would be my fucking yeah. ideal date night if I weren't pregnant because I would just love to rage. And I love breweries. Yeah. And I love sporting events while I'm drunk. <laughs> while I'm drunk. Keywords. <laughs> yes, yes. I will cheer like it's nobody's business. So we go to the brewery and the line's really, really long. Ugh. And so we're like, okay, we're going to go to this restaurant around the corner. And to get to that restaurant around the corner, you have to go through like this super creepy industrial alley area where it's like, mm, you're going to get murdered here. Walking or driving? We were walking. Oh, good. 
Yeah, even better. I almost did my podcast on you. (laughs) (laughs) You almost did. It gets better. (laughs) But I was with a bunch of, like, big, very scary men, so it was okay. Yeah. I was with, like, Sean and Nelson and Mm. Armand. Oh, good. You were with the people that will start the fight? (laughs) Yes. I was with the people who would start the fight. Exactly. Uh And you're like, someone else is going to get murdered tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I will watch. Well, as we walked up, there was, like, this van, creeper van, of course, in front of us. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of going slow, and then it stopped. I wasn't really paying attention to it yet. Cause you we were weren't like, paying attention to the van? No. I was out of all of, of the people there? <laughs> I was with a very select group of individuals who were very scary and strong, so with I wasn't worried. a certain worried. set of skills <laughs> yeah. and tattoos. Yeah, I wasn't worried about my safety at all. And uh, But what did get my attention <laughs> was, oh dear God. was some fucking keys come flying out of the driver's side door and land next to our feet. Like, as we're walking, they, like, fling in front of us. What? Yeah, land at our feet, maybe like, I don't know, five feet from us. Not that far. Mm-hmm. And um, this lady hangs her head out the window and she goes, like, very nicely, excuse me, can you get my keys? And then she goes, because this fucker just threw them. And she's like talking about the passenger, the what guy in the, the passenger fuck? seat. And then there was another girl in the group and she walked over and like picked up the keys right away as soon as it happened. Like, whoa, that's crazy. How did these come flying out of here? I stared at them like, not touching it. It's a trap. It is definitely a trap. <laughs> that would be my first thought too. Yeah. Fuck that. You figure it out. Yeah, it's like, did your door open? Haven't you seen like any apocalypse movie where they're like, yeah. help me, I'm stuck under this fucking shopping cart. Have you heard about Ted Bundy? Yeah, yeah. like not happening. Uh-uh. Yeah. You can open your fucking door and walk the mm-hmm. goddamn 10 feet from you. I don't give a shit about you and I'm not getting involved in your drama. No. Bye way so then she goes because this fucker just threw him right Mm -hmm. and then they turn to each other and they start arguing and we kind of stopped for a second because the girl like handed the driver her key i just thrown him back in the window like ah she might have i wasn't really watching her that well i was like what is going on and then they start arguing and he goes it's because you got fucking heroin in your purse and she goes i don't have fucking heroin and they looked like they had heroin heroin. (laughs) (laughs) yeah not to be super judgy but she for sure had heroin. Oh, my God. So we all kind of stopped for a second. And then I was like, nope, I'm pregnant. I'm going to leave. Like, I said those words out loud. <laughs> like, I should not be here. And I just, like, kept walking the direction from away from them, uh-huh. <laughs> like, that we were going. And everybody else kind of was, too. But they were a little hesitant and, like, looking back and, like, seeing what's going on. And she, like, looks at the guys and is like, get him out of my car. Like, all the guys I'm with are just going to be like, all right, let me take care of this man. Yes, heroin addict. Yeah. I've got this for you. And everybody just kind of like looked forward a little confused and they just kept walking and they were like, nope, (laughs) not dealing with that. And we just continue walking and then you just hear her screaming, ah, ah, like she's being fucking murdered as we turn the corner. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure we just got some new content. (laughs) And everybody just didn't talk about it. And I was like, uh, should we call the cops? And everybody was just like, Nah, she's got fucking heroin. She'll figure it out. I was going to say, no, she has heroin in her purse. (laughs) She wouldn't appreciate that. And so I was talking to Lee about it later. And Lee was like, I'm pretty sure we just witnessed like a drug deal gone bad. (laughs) Like he was trying to buy drugs and then she ripped him off or something. Oh. And then he was like, give me the fucking heroin in your purse. And she said no or something. And he like took like, the keys and threw them out the car. Like, give me the fucking heroin or give me my money back. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, that'll be fun. I mean, don't deal heroin, kids. Yeah. I mean, I don't know for sure. That's just speculation. Yeah. Either that is... or maybe she gypped him of like a, a Rob Lowy or something. <laughs> Did you just call it a Rob Lowy? <laughs> like a Rob Lowe? <laughs> I did, but I meant like Rob Lowy, like you got the raw end of the deal. Oh. Which a Rob Lowy probably sounds good to most men. They're like, oh, it's not wrapped up. That sounds great. I don't think 
But I was thinking like a raw deal, you know, like, let me give you a blowy psych. Psych. <laughs> yeah, I got your 20. Get out of my car. <laughs> what is that, a raw dick? <laughs> get that thing out of here. <laughs> I only eat premium raft and dick. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, shit. Well, that is a... <laughs> goddamn. Yeah. Yeah, goddamn. I survived. I haven't heard of any heroin addicts being murdered in vans, so there's that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So Sucks you know, for them. Just, just a wholesome game wholesome game night with the family. Yeah, I guess. Well, on that note, are you ready for my story, Erin? I am so ready for your story, Stacy. Well you better be. It's gonna be a goddamn adventure. Yeah it is. Okay, so my story this week is about eighteen year old Joshua Maddox. Ooh, I like that last name. Yeah, Maddox. Maddox. (laughs) Joshua was a happy, intelligent, long-haired, guitar-playing 18-year-old boy who lived in Woodland Park, Colorado. All right. Long-haired, huh? Was. Keyword. God damn it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Okay, in 2006, his older brother committed suicide. Oh. And he was obviously really deeply affected by his brother's death, but he always remained upbeat and happy. Like, he wasn't, like, suicidal or anything. Yeah. It was just obviously a hard time in his life. People explained him as someone that they, like, often didn't know what to expect from him, meaning, like, his behavior and stuff. But, like, in a fun, playful way, he would always pull pranks. Like, spontaneous? Yeah, like, he's spontaneous. Okay. He would always pull pranks and kind of, like, interrupt class. Oh, a little class clown action? All that class clown action. I guess on one occasion there was a president debate, like a class president debate. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of it, he just like stood up and declared himself a candidate. <laughs> <laughs> Did he volunteer his tribute? <laughs> yes, he volunteered his tribute. And then on another occasion, he dressed up in a robe and he snuck into his school's choir performance and was just like, mm, I'm part of the choir. I'm sure he was like goofing around on stage or something. I don't know. But he was just like literally spontaneous. Like people were like, I have no idea where he got this idea from. Or what? But this is just what he did. Sounds fun. I feel like we'd be his friend. Absolutely. He was also described as a free spirit. He loved the outdoors. I found this weird. Okay. He would often tell his family that he was going to have a great adventure someday. And he may not talk to his family for a while. Like, I don't... He told them that? He told them that. Like, this is a quote from one of the articles I read. I don't know what context or how this would happen. Like, did it happen in one conversation? Or was it meant multiple conversations where he was like, someday I'm going to go on a great adventure. And you guys aren't going to see me for a while. Like, I'm just going to go off the grid or something. Yeah. I could kind of see someone saying something like that. But I don't. I couldn't see someone being like, I'm going to have a great adventure. And I'm not going to talk to you for a while. Later, losers. Yeah. Anyway, so I thought that was like a weird question quote but obviously it helps set the tone for the story mm-hmm. so on may 8th 2008 joshua was 18 years old and he tells his sister or his dad it was kind of unclear told someone in his family that he's gonna go for a walk out in the neighborhood so he does that but he never returns oh and he ends up disappearing without a trace what 18 year old kid is going for a walk and well, not he's... meeting someone he loved the outdoors yeah true but it's colorado too like to go for a walk is like you're in the woods and you're just like, I'm going to go fucking go fuck around for a little bit. I mean, and not at 18 though. At 18, you're doing different stuff. Like you want boys or girls or whatever you're into. Like, yeah, you're sneaking off with them. Yeah, or Maybe. friends and stuff. Maybe. You, like nine is like, I'm going to go out into the woods and start a fucking campfire and make a fort. <laughs> 18 I'm is a, a little old for that. I'm going to go out there and construct a quick lean-to. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many fucking forts I built on this hill? <laughs> I'll see you by the time the streetlights come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Okay, so like I said, he disappears without a trace. And for years, his family ends up searching for Josh. And they never find him or any clues to his whereabouts or anything. Like, this poor family is, like, cruising around the streets looking for their son. That's really sad. I know. It's really sad. This poor family is, like, searching everywhere for him. And, and they can't no find him. And there's no fucking clues? I guess not. No, it was just like if you were to say, like, I'm going to go for a walk. And then I just didn't know where you went. Like, you walked out the door and then I have nothing to go off of. That's scary. So I guess his dad would search homeless shelters for him and campgrounds to see if maybe he went on his big adventure. And just didn't tell anyone. Uh Mm Uh-huh. And yeah, like he said he would do, right? And he would like scan strangers' faces in the street just to see if it was his son. That's sad. It's really sad. His mother and father at some point while he's missing, they get a divorce. And Josh's father had refused to move because he knew that when his son came home that he'd go to where he lives, you know? Yeah. And so he wanted to make sure that Josh could find him. Isn't that crazy that, like, your family member could be missing so long that you decide to move somewhere and you have to make that call? Like, like I can't leave. Back, yeah. How would he find me? Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. You could leave your information with that fucking new homeowner. Yeah, if my son comes here, yeah. can you tell him I live here now? So seven years pass. And no one hears from Josh or anything. And then in August of 2015, a man by the name of Chuck Murphy found the 18-year-old boy's remains in his abandoned family cabin. What? And it was only a few blocks from Josh's home. Oh, no. Oh, that gave me chills. I know. Isn't it really sad? It gets weirder. So Wait, he was missing and they didn't search a fucking abandoned cabin a few blocks from their house? Wait, it gets weirder weirder okay. i don't know if they searched it though that is a really good point but i don't know how extensive the search was either yeah so 10 years prior to the, him finding josh's remains chuck had been renting the cabin out and i think he was like renting it to his brother or something like that okay but it had been vacant for three years prior to josh's disappearance okay. so no one had been living in it for at least 10 years okay and that's three years vacant josh went missing and then yeah seven years was when he was, you know, left in there. Okay. But no one was living in the cabin. The cabin was, like, super neglected, and I guess it would often get broken into. Surprise, surprise. Uh. Yeah. And Chuck had finally made the decision to demolish it, which is eventually what led to the discovery of his body. But Chuck was also using it for storage and stuff, so I guess he, like, had a bunch of random shit in there. Yeah. So anyway, so as the construction crew was tearing back the steel fireplace insert, like, within the chimney of the cabin... Mm -hmm. That's when they discovered Joshua's decomposed remains. I've heard this one. Have you? Yes. <laughs> Did you? Do you know the whole story? Not like all of it or anything, but I, I know. You read that like a kid was found in a chimney? Yeah, like fucking naked or something, right? Yeah. Okay. 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 So like you said, he was found in the chimney and he was in the fetal position and he was wedged in the chimney with his legs and his knees above his head. Okay, wait. In the fetal, fetal position, position mm-hmm. with his legs and his knees above, above his, his head. head. Almost so like, like he upside was upside down in the chimney. Kind of, but like he's folded in like half, like kind of the fetal position. Everything I saw was like using the the Grinch yeah. gif of him like climbing down the chimney and he gets stuck because oh. like his his head kind of gets lower than his legs. Yeah, and then it like folds up into the fetal position kind of sorta. Okay, and his like knees are by his head and his legs are up high. Okay, and he's like wedged in there. Okay, that's a very uncomfortable position to be in. Hell yeah. 
and to die in. So his hard tissue of his body, because he'd been dead for yeah. seven years. So like whatever was left of his body, he didn't have any broken bones and there was no knife marks or bullet holes or anything in him or on him. Okay. The coroner ruled his death as accidental and he theorized that Josh was attempting to get into the cabin through the chimney by shimmying down and in doing so he got stuck and he died there. Oh, that's so sad. It's so sad. But what's interesting is that Josh's body was found wearing only a ribbed thermal shirt, which kind of like you said, yeah. naked, while the remainder of his clothing were sitting inside the cabin on the hearth. Inside? Inside. So like his pants and his underwear and his shirt, what? they were inside, but he was wearing like a thermal shirt. Yeah. And, long uh, johns. Yeah, he's wearing long johns, but nothing else. Just the shirt. That's fucking weird. Um, Did he have shoes on? He didn't have shoes on, no. Hmm. So this suggests, obviously, that Josh had been inside the cabin already. Yeah. So, like, how would he be in the cabin if he died shimmying down the chimney to get into the cabin? Yeah. Like, that's he wasn't trying to get in. Your theory sucks. Yeah. Corner. <laughs> Your theory's uh, full of holes. <laughs> so we're here to do. <laughs> What's even stranger is that there was a breakfast bar that had been ripped from the wall and it was placed in front of the fireplace, barricading it off. Uh, what? What the fuck? <gasps> the owner of the cabin, Chuck, he claims that there was no way that Josh could have climbed in from the top of the chimney because the chimney had a like heavy steel grate covering the top of it to keep like raccoons and rodents and shit out. Mm -hmm. And it had been placed there 25 years prior. Mm -hmm. So it had been there the whole time. And when he was demolishing the cabin, that was like one of the first things they like took off. They removed the grate. He was there, saw them remove the grate. And then as they were tearing down the chimney, that's when they found his body. So the grate was still installed. Yeah. So, so he didn't go in from the top. He didn't go in from the top. He came in from inside the cabin. How do you get upside down in there from inside? I don't fucking know. Like, I can barely do a handstand. And by barely, <laughs> I mean, uh, there's a fucking 99% chance that I cannot do a handstand. <laughs> Maybe in a chimney, though, you could because there's lots of walls to hold you up. Yeah, I guess. You have to, like, shimmy yourself in, like, backwards, though. Ugh, God. These it gives me, like, can't handle that. Like, anxiety just thinking about it. Yeah. Someone blocked him in? Yeah. The owner thinks that Josh was stuffed in the chimney. He doesn't think that... Ooh. He climbed down or anything. He thinks someone shoved him up there. This is obviously from the owner's point of view. Yeah. But side note, Chuck, the owner, also said that he had checked on the property a few times. And he said that when he went in, it smelled like hell. But it didn't alarm him because it was such like a damp and dirty place as it was. And it was covered in like raccoon shit and dead oh, rodents. So he the, just thought it was the smell was normal. Just what his cabin smelled like. But what I don't understand is if you come in and you see your breakfast bar has been ripped off the wall and now in front of the fireplace. That tells me two things. One, either you were storing so much shit in there you didn't notice. Or two, that it was so broken into and like I would think that. vandalized that it just didn't trigger anything. Well, imagine if you're fucking squatting in a cabin in Colorado and like that's just where you're staying or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I'm going to keep out fucking raccoons and shit. So you rip this breakfast bar off the wall and you shove it in front of the fireplace. Like if I oh, walked maybe. into my dilapidated ass cabin, I might look at that and think like, oh, someone didn't want something coming down from the chimney. Exactly. Like a human. I got chills. I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that didn't really fucking alarm him. Like, uh, but my breakfast bar. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't belong there. Okay, so Chuck goes to the owner of the cabin. He goes to the police to explain his theory. Mm-hmm. 
and tells them about the metal grate on the chimney and everything and says like he that kid had to have he was put in there from the inside of the cabin yeah so the police basically are like well the case is in the hands of the coroner's office meaning that the coroner has to change like the cause of death to homicide for them to investigate because the coroner had labeled it an accident oh god because the, I had read an article where the coroner was like, this is a very frustrating case because it obviously wasn't suicide. And I don't know if it was homicide, so I had to rule it an accident. And I'm like, mm, that sounds like a terrible job you're doing. Yeah, that sounds coroner. like you just didn't know. Yeah, and exactly. And didn't put in more effort. You should at least put, like, unknown or something so yeah. that, like, they can investigate. Yeah. If this is really the reason they're not investigating. And I guess in order for the coroner to rule it a homicide, they needed some sort of evidence. And they didn't have anything. They just had a boy in a chimney with his clothes. In a place that he couldn't get to by Based himself. on their theory, yeah. So that's kind of where the case ends. But in 2016, Reddit <gasps> did some fucking digging. Oh, them internet sleuths. So a Redditor posted about how he went to school with somebody by the name of Andrew Richard Newman, who was pretty good friends with Josh. Uh-huh. Like, he went to their same school. He knew this Andrew guy and that uh, him and Josh had become pretty close friends. Andrew was running around telling people that him and Josh were planning to take a trip to New Mexico, uh-huh. which is kind of weird. But maybe he was just like, yeah, man, I'm going to go to New Mexico. I'm going with my friend Josh. Yeah. but I'm going to start a surf club in Maui. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was doing that. And they were 18, so they were like, you know, yeah. leaving high school and everything. Yeah. Um, They're going to sow their oats. Yes. <laughs> They're oats and hoes. <laughs> so Andrew does eventually go to New Mexico after Josh's disappearance. Mm-hmm. And he ends up stabbing a disabled guy to death. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking convenient. I guess the disabled guy had a caretaker. And that caretaker witnessed the stabbing. Or was like in the house when the stabbing happened. What the fuck? And that witness eventually, like, I don't know if it was a few months later or what. He ended up dying in a bar fight. What the fuck? There was no one to testify against Andrew to say, like, what happened to this disabled person. Yeah. And so the case was dropped. What? Of course, this is all coming from a Redditor. So I didn't, like, actually dig in to see if this really happened. Oh, but somebody else did. (laughs) One of the sleuths did. (laughs) And that really did happen. Oh, my God. While Andrew was in custody for the stabbing of the disabled guy. So I guess he was, like, brought into custody, but they didn't have enough evidence to, like, charge him for it. Yeah. He ended up confessing to killing some woman and stuffing her body in a barrel. And he gives the police all the details, where to find the lady and the body and all the shit. And the police look, and they find a woman (gasps) in a barrel. What? But they had already convicted a guy for it. For the killing. And so Andrew wasn't charged with the murder. But... Of course, this is coming from Reddit. Oh, my God. But what the fuck, right? Yeah. So this guy allegedly has killed some people before. So there's some guy sitting in jail right now, probably, that didn't do it, that's convicted of murdering. Uh, Yeah. And how do you know where a body is if you didn't fucking do that yeah, shit? Yeah. Only the murderer knows certain things. Yeah. And it sounds like that's what he described. It sounds like that's him. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like he's the fucking murderer. I'm no detective. I'm no detective, but, but I'm going to say that's a body. Yeah. <laughs> That looks like a homicide. Okay, so the guy who posted the the original Reddit post, mm-hmm. the OG. The OP. The OP. Yeah, the OGOP. <laughs> the OGOP. He supposedly goes to the cops and tells them his like side of the story of like, hey, I know this guy. Here's what I've heard. You might want to look into him. Yeah. And the cops did nothing with the info since it's not an open investigation. Isn't that just like the fucking cops? 
Yeah, like, well, it's not considered a homicide, so we're not going to do anything with this. Sounds fucking retarded. I think I would be a really bad cop because I'd be like, we need to look into Uh, all of these things. Yeah. And they'd be like, you can no longer have any resources to do that. And I'll be like, (laughs) I'll do it in my spare time. Yeah. (laughs) Give me Google. Yeah. That's how you turn into like the alcoholic cop that never comes home. That's true, huh? Yeah. Wow, that's fucking shady as hell. Yeah, especially because like... Josh was known to hang out with this Andrew guy before his fucking stabbing spree. And yeah. then Josh mysteriously dies. Like, why wouldn't you look into him? Yeah. A little bit. But they said that his body had no stabby or gunshot. Well, his hard tissue didn't. So I'm assuming like that means bones like. And shit. Yeah. Like he didn't. If he. But you can slice a neck and not have any hard tissue damage, right? Probably. But there wasn't like blood everywhere either that I know of. I didn't yeah. read about it anyway. Yeah. I think the owner probably would have come forward with that. Yeah, like, another place was covered in blood. Yeah, like, here's another reason it wasn't a fucking accident. Yeah. And so, like I said, this is Reddit, so I don't know how true everything is, but there are, like, arrest reports that exist against this guy and a bunch of mug shots, and they include charges for assault on a police officer, disorderly intoxication, grand theft, and battery. So he's not a very good guy. Jesus, doesn't sound like it. Yeah, that's, like, what he was officially charged with. But it's pretty fucking suspicious, like, how do you stuff a body in a chimney? Yeah. Like, first of all, that's my first question. If this guy was murdered, how the fuck do you stuff a body in a chimney? I couldn't stuff you in a chimney. No, that sounds really hard to, like, leverage a body up there. Yeah. So my theory is that, like, whatever happened, maybe the guy, like, barricaded the other person. The murderer barricaded Josh in the chimney. Oh, and he was going to climb out or something? Yeah, as if to be like, fuck you. Like, I stole your drugs or something. Yeah, Like, let's say it's drug-related. Just for chits and giggles, they're 18, maybe they're smoking pot or something. Yeah. And they get into an argument or something, and he knocks them out or shoves them in the fireplace somehow and barricades them. Of course, I don't know how big this fireplace is either. Yeah. But anyway, like, puts the bar in front of it so he can, like, escape, thinking, like, oh, the guy will just push the bar out of the way. Mm-hmm. But Josh can't, and so he's like, or I'm going to... Cl- is like, I'm going to climb up, and he gets stuck yeah. and then can't get back yeah, down. Yeah, exactly. Like, he can't, so he's like, I'm going to climb up starts climbing up maybe he makes it all the way to the top and he realizes oh shit there's a grate and so he starts coming back down and that's how he got stuck Mm. in that like you know fetal position with his legs above him that sucks okay wait but then like the next day when the guy is like hey everybody uh fucking josh is missing andrew should be like i'm gonna go check out that cabin see if he's still alive in there yeah, that's what makes me think that, like, something happened. Maybe he OD'd. I don't even actually know if this guy did drugs. I'm obviously yeah. jumping to conclusions over here. But Maybe he slept with Andrew's girlfriend. Ooh, scandalous. It doesn't have to be drugs to be shady. It doesn't. So, fun little fact, chimney sweeps, they were known to die in that fetal position because it's, like, an easy position to get stuck in if you're not, like, climbing a chimney properly, which I guess there's, like, protocol. And the way that your body folds up, it restricts your diaphragm from like expanding so it disables your ability to pull in air oh, and God. actually get oxygen so you suffocate oh. isn't that fucking awful that is you only have like two minutes to figure that shit out if you get stuck and you probably freak out and lose your oxygen faster and then you just die like that do chimney sweeps really fucking go into your chimney and shimmy they used like to that? i don't know if i feel like i would do more of like the spider-man thing with like your hands on the walls and, and your like, feet sh- on the walls sh- and like yeah, like you would climb up a door frame, you know? But think about how easy it would be to, like, slip and accidentally fold up or something. I feel like I would slip and just pencil down onto the Crazy. logs on the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe. I don't know. 
I don't know, but there was like this little diagram and it had pictures, but it was like a shitty diagram, so I couldn't really see mm. of like the proper way and then how people would get stuck all the time. It's so weird. It's so sad. It's weird that there's a proper way to shimmy in a chimney. Yeah. Hell, huh. <laughs> hey, how you shimmy in, shimmy in your chimney? That was hard to say. I'll shimmy in your chimney. Don't shimmy near my chimney. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, why didn't he have any clothes on? That's yeah. weird. That's kind of what made me think of drugs or like basalts. I don't know if basalts were a thing then. Uh, like, in 2008? Yeah, it makes you do weird shit, rip off your clothes I don't and know. fucking eat people's faces. I think of more of like a prank. Like you might take someone's clothes and hide them if they were skinny dipping uh, somewhere or something. Yeah. I'm not saying that there's a reason for him, but what if it was like, I dare you to go streaking and he was like, okay, and then they hid his clothes or, you know, whatever. And like then took his clothes. shoved him in the fireplace and left him for dead. Yeah, on, on the mantle, on the hearth. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's fucking scary. Isn't it weird? Those poor parents. That's literally where it's left off, though. Is this poor little kid, 18-year-old, died in a chimney alone, was barricaded in, and no one knows how or why. Yeah, right? Those poor fucking parents. Yeah. That's so scary. So where's Andrew now, free and clear? Uh, I don't really know. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, he's around. He has an arrest record. Yeah. But... I don't think he's in jail or anything. I don't I don't really read that much. Breaking Actually, into your cabin in Colorado? Yeah, probably. You there are a lot of breaking. Goddamn chimney. I know. Actually, we don't have a chimney that you could fit in. Mm. All right. <laughs> it's like one of those wood stove chimneys. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that's actually a big thing, like, around where our family cabin is, mm-hmm. is, like, people abandon them because it's like your fucking summer home or something yeah. that you had in your family forever, and then eventually they get abandoned and people break into them because you have, like, bored teenagers running around. Like, literally, I remember breaking into a cabin with my brother. Yeah. And by breaking, I mean, like, we opened the door and walked in. But other people had already trashed it. Like, all the windows were busted. And it wasn't, like, filthy or dirty or gross. Like, there wasn't pee or poop or anything in there. It was just, like, busted, you know, plateware and stuff. Yeah, Yeah, like, people had gone through and, like, tore up the place. And it was a small little, like, one-bedroom studio cabin thing. Yeah. But I just remember being like, this is really sad that people do this. And then we just left. Like, we didn't wreck it anymore, but we were just kind of, like, exploring, you know? Yeah. Well, as teenagers do. Yeah, so maybe that's what they were doing, and then they came across some trouble. Maybe he was doing maybe it on his own. Maybe they fucking intruded on someone. Intruded on an intruder. Maybe. And then that like intruder was into with drugs them. or something. Yeah. And he was like, fuck, they're after me. Yeah. It's the monsters in my brain, and then... Freaked out and yeah. closed him in the fireplace. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. Like, I don't think anyone shoved him up there. That's crazy. Is your cat eating behind me? Yeah, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Well, before I get murdered, do you want to tell me your story? Well, Stacy, let me tell you about my story. Here's a story. Of a shoe fetish slayer. Who had murdered a bunch of other girls. All of them had pretty shoes. Like his mother. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that is actually pretty accurate. So... This is the story of the shoe fetish slayer. Ooh, you have my attention. So this is about a serial killer named Jerome Henry. He went by Jerry. Jerry. Brudos. Brudos. Oh, is he like German or something? No, I don't think so. Russian? I mean, maybe. Brutos. He went by Jerry, so I don't think he's <laughs> yeah, you're very right. German you're or right. Russian. Just get hung up on that last name. <laughs> yeah. And you probably also don't roll the R. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. just see one and I have to. <laughs> 
So he was born on January 31st, 1939. He was born in South Dakota, and he had an older brother, and his mom had originally wanted a girl when he... Son of a bitch. Yeah, when she was pregnant with him, but she ended up with him, and so... She didn't really like him and was pretty open about that. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. How fucked up is that? Right? I cannot imagine as a mom doing yeah. that shit. Yeah. Like, like the moment my child was born, I was like, and I fucking will love you with every ounce of my fiber of being. Yeah. You are mine and I shall call you squishy. <laughs> yeah. There are many like you, but this one is mine. Exactly. You are my crotch goblin. and Oh, crotch will... goblin. Came out of there. <laughs> so... She didn't really like him. She would belittle him and abuse him physically and mentally. So they ended up moving to Salem, Oregon. And then when he was like five years old-ish, he was playing in a junkyard and he found a pair of women's stiletto shoes and was like, hell yeah, I'm going to play the fuck out of these. These are my favorite. Yeah. And so he was playing with them and he brought them home and his mom was like, no, the fuck you're not. Like, that's gay, right? But she always wanted a little girl. Right? That's what I said was thinking this is your moment yeah like embrace it fucking let him be a girl then right or whatever yeah but she was like no you can't play with those those are for girls you're not a girl you need to get rid of them and he was like way to be binary bitch (laughs) (laughs) right let him play with some fucking shoes and he won't murder people later be open-minded i try to get my little boy to put on my heels and he can't walk in them he's so (laughs) stupid i'm just kidding (laughs) so uncoordinated (laughs) Be smarter. God. I can't even walk in them, so I wouldn't expect your one-year-old to. (laughs) Neither can I. I'm like, mommy doesn't know how she had these on once. (laughs) But he walks in my flats like it's nobody's business. Yeah, those, I mean, come on. Yeah. So she flipped out and made him get rid of the shoes, and he pretended to get rid of the shoes, didn't get rid of the shoes. Good fucking trick. Yeah, good trick, right? And then he would, like hide them from her and play with them when she wasn't around or whatever this poor kid yeah and then she found them that he was playing with them and so she like burned them in front of him jesus so this obviously created like a pretty big taboo about shoes a little bit of tension yeah yeah that but also like ooh, that's forbidden right yeah i want it mal yeah exactly so this led to like him having a shoe fetish mm-hmm. and he tried to steal shoes from his first grade teacher. Yeah. Yeah. So like, God, he was so little to have a fetish. Right. Like first grade, you don't have fetish. You're like six years old. Yeah. You don't know anything about sex. Well, but I mean, I guess it wasn't like at that oh, point. Oh, he was just like, he wanted that kind of fetish. Yeah. He just wanted the shoes. Got it. He probably didn't understand his attraction to it or whatever. Yeah. Okay. He was just like, fuck yeah, shoes. That's just my jam. And then he would also steal underwear from, like, neighbor ladies. Ew. Yeah, I don't That's know. Weird. That escalated. How they're, like, breaking into houses and shit as a kid. But Maybe it's, like, they used to hang their laundry out to dry. Oh, probably. So then, so as a teenager, he underwent psychotherapy. Mm-hmm, and which was, I'm sure was great in, like, the fucking 40s and 50s. Right, yeah. This would have been, like, 50s. He was in and out of psychiatric hospitals. I guess he would stalk women. And then (gasps) knock them unconscious. Nope, that's not okay. Yeah. Can't do those. Or strangle them unconscious. Things. Nope. And steal their shoes. (laughs) What the fuck? I shouldn't laugh because that would fucking suck. But can you imagine waking up and being like, did I, was I raped? No, my feet are cold. Where the fuck are my (laughs) shoes? That's it. Those were my favorite shoes. Right? (laughs) 
<laughs> what like what kind of shoes was he stealing? Was it just heels, or I like bet. were you safe if you were in Chucks? I'd be so safe. <laughs> I know, right? Me too. He's like, damn, those are some nice ass shoes. What are those reef flip flops? <laughs> Straight black, plain. <laughs> Let me get in on that. They're like $14. <laughs> Hell yeah, but they last forever. <laughs> so you step on that one rock that busts through the big toe. Yeah. So then when he was 17 years old, he abducted a young lady and he threatened her with a knife to Jesus. saying like he was going to stab her if she didn't do what he wanted was sexually. It, was it to give him her shoes? <laughs> Probably. But also I guess he wanted like... Sexy time. Sexy time, yeah. Well, he sounds like a grade-A class citizen. Yeah, right? This is this is what happens if you don't love your children. Yeah, and let them play with fucking whatever goddamn toys they want to. I mean... Shoes. Yeah. Also, I'm sure that he would have been a little bit cooler if, like, she hadn't abused him and shit first. Yeah, I'm sure there's that, too. So after he abducted that girl, mm-hmm. he was arrested and taken to a psychiatric ward, and he was admitted for nine months. So that chick was okay? Like, Yeah, she, she made it out alive and everything because she, like, did what he wanted, I guess. His sexual fantasies stemmed from his mom and his hatred of women because uh, of her... His mom. Yeah, because of his mom being Jesus. fucking abusive and shit. And he was diagnosed with schizophrenia. When oh, he was good. Alive. Yeah. Doubly good. So he was, like, hearing shit, and then he's like, fucking hate women. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to steal their shoes. I'm going to steal their shoes. So when he was 22, which Mm -hmm. was in 1961, he married a 17-year-old girl. Jesus. Yeah. So they also had two kids. Jeez. Jerry apparently also made this 17-year-old lady girl, his wife, Wife. uh, do chores around the house naked except for high heels. Of course. Mm -hmm. Sounds fucking comfortable as hell. Mm -hmm. But also at 17, I could see being like... Yeah, I'll do that for you, Big Daddy. Yeah. 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 Although I probably would never say Big Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Even then, when I was stupid. (laughs) (laughs) So he also started to complain that he was having migraines and blackouts. Oh, God. Yep. And uh, he would go out and steal neighbors' panties and shoes. I just blacked out and these undies are here. I don't know how this happened. How convenient. And he had a garage that he would keep said items in, Uh but neither his wife or his kids were allowed in the garage without first announcing themselves on a fucking intercom that he had installed, right? I'm coming down with the cookies. (laughs) Not yet. Let me hide these undies I've been sniffing for the last half hour. Exactly. It's fucking weird. Yeah, super weird. Can I get one of those? Not that I want to like smell undies. I just want somebody to have to announce before they come bother me. What is it? A she shed? Yes. (laughs) I want one so bad. Right? I don't know what I would do. I would just like sit there and be like, oh my God, it's silent. I would read books and nap. I would do that. Yeah. And I would always have a fan on. Yes. The whole floor would be a bed. And there would be air conditioning, so it's really cold. Yeah. I did the echo. Because he's in the bottom room. okay. Sounds like a kennel. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) He has free range of the bottom room. Well, I meant like it sounds like when they're at the kennel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So then in January 1968, this lady named Linda Slauson, Mm -hmm. who was actually 19, so she was a girl, not a lady. Okay. She came to Jerry's house to sell encyclopedias door to door. God, did she carry them? Um, I don't think so. I think you would order them. Okay. Like yeah. Scholastic. Yeah, like that, but encyclopedias. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he was like, oh my God, I love encyclopedias. And he lured her to his garage. Uh-oh. While his wife and kids were home. No. Mm-hmm. He hit her with a wooden plank and he knocked her out and strangled her. Oh, shit. He dressed her in other women's 
underwear like that he had oh, stolen. What? Ewy. Yeah. Why? Yeah. And he arranged her body in provocative poses. While she was knocked out? She was dead. He strangled her. Oh. Oh, I missed that part. Oh. I don't know how I missed it. Yeah. He had knocked <laughs> her part. out and then strangled her. Ew. Yeah. So then he used a saw to <gasps> sever her left foot and would model some of the shoes that he stole with Stop it. Stop it. Yeah. The it fuck. Was- Right? How do you how do you keep a foot? I imagine he kept some of the ankle. (laughs) I would think so. In the freezer. Yeah, he kept the foot in the freezer. I feel like when it wasn't modeling shoes. (laughs) He probably also put it in the freezer with a shoe, but I don't know that for a fact. What the fuck? We're all gonna die. No, it's Hank. (laughs) It's fine. Okay. (laughs) He's knocking on the door now. Oh my god, I thought somebody for sure just opened your door. (laughs) No, no. We're still safe. For now. Uh, I wanna keep my left ankle. (laughs) Okay. So he threw the rest of the body in the Willamette River. Oh. Which is just a big river. So then May 1968, a girl named Karen Sprinker, who was 19 years old, she was leaving a department store and Jerry abducted her at gunpoint. Jeez. While wearing women's clothing. He was in women's clothing? Yep. Well, and he didn't stand out? Was he like dressed up real good? I mean, he could have been really selling it. Yeah. So then he brought her back to his garage and made her put on and model the stolen underwear and shoes. Oh. And he photographed her. Very creepy. Mm-hmm. He raped her. Ah. Uh. And then he hanged her <gasps> by a pulley that he had set up in his garage. No. What the fuck, right? He had a hanging pulley. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. So then he also raped her corpse after <gasps> she was dead. No. And cut off her breasts to make plastic molds. Oh. What? Plastic molds? Yeah. Like, I'm going to make jello out of this later? Um, I think it's like, I'm going to make fucking, what's that shit called? Paper mache. <laughs> Super fucking weird. Yeah. Or maybe, yeah, jello. <laughs> so then he tied her body to a car engine with nylon cord and threw it into the Willamette River, the same river. Oh my God. He just had a car engine laying around? Okay. It gets weirder. <laughs> okay. But yes, he just like, had a car engine lane. Eventually, around. a bunch of women end up at the bottom of this river with like With like various... an entire car that you could assemble together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then, November 26, 1969. So that's like over a year later, there was a lady named Jan Susan Whitney. She was 23 years old. And she broke down on the highway. And Jerry was like, yo, you need a ride? And she was like, absolutely. Thank you so much. I got a brand new car engine at the bottom of this river. <laughs> probably not new (laughs) yeah you're right and he was like you can call a tow truck from my house oh what a nice guy i'll take you home to my place right Uh uh-huh and then he strangled her with a leather strap while they were still in the car oh and then he brought her home to the garage he hanged her body from the pulley and he had sex with it so then he kept her body there for a few days no yeah. And his wife never, I guess she had to she announce had herself. To what if she announced herself? Did he like throw like a drape over it? Uh, maybe he was like, not right now. Not now, Janice. <laughs> I don't know her name. I don't either. So he kept her body for a couple of days while he would dress it up in stolen undies and Mm-mm. shoes. That's not okay. And photograph the body. Oh my God. The like evidence in this case has got to be horrific. Yes. Oh God! I, I did hope not see any of the pictures. None of the fa- yeah, thank God. I, I hope none try. of the families ever saw it either. Oh my God, how sad, right? Oh my gosh! So then he cut off her breasts and he made a resin mold that he used as a paperweight. You know, I was actually okay. I should have a different reaction to this, <laughs> but 
I think I knew, I read this one. I don't know. Did you? Any of this. All I knew was that there was some guy with a shoe fetish and he made paperweights out of like some chick's breasts. And I had like glimpsed over it. And when you first started the story, I was like, I wonder if he's going to make paperweights. But then you were like, a mold. And I was like, oh, Jello. <laughs> what would you make with a mold? Not paperweights. Oh. Yes, paperweights. That's so fucking, like, was it her real titty in the paperweight? No. It was like a mold of her titty and then he made a paperweight? I want to say it was, yeah, it was a resin mold. So you pour like, I think it's just like the shape of her titty. That sounds so hard to do. Wait a minute. What? How, what are the logistics of making this resin mold? Like, did he lay her down? Is she still hanging? Well, he cut off the boob. Oh. And then he made the mold. Okay, so then it doesn't matter. Which to me, I feel like if you cut off a boob, it would just turn into not a boob anymore. Like baloney? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, does it retain its shape? I don't think it would, but I don't, I'm not a boob expert. <laughs> I'm not either, I but mine like for sure. I feel like if you cut mine off, it would just turn into a puddle. Yeah, mine for <laughs> sure would be like a slice of baloney. <laughs> Like, there would be no girth to it anymore. No, yeah. Yeah. Okay, anyway, on that note, (laughs) enjoy your bologna sandwich, listeners. (laughs) Gross. So then he tied her body to a piece of railroad iron and disposed of it in the Willamette River, the same river. See, again, this is like a lot of weight to tote around. Yeah. I rest my case. At the same time that he was disposing of her body, he also disposed of Linda Slauson's foot because it had rotted Ugh. because this was almost two years after she died. Oh my God. What the fuck, right? Do you think he ever like left it out so long that it started to defrost and he was like, oh man, I gotta put it away again. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's playing weird. with a toy for too long. Yeah. Gotta charge it. Ay, <laughs> that's so gross. Yes. So then on April 21st, 1969, Jerry attempted to abduct a girl at gunpoint from a parking garage in Portland, but she got away. Her name was Sharon Wood. She was 24 years old. Oh, shit. She's lucky. Yeah. The next day, he attempted to abduct a 15-year-old girl, but she also got away. Oh, my gosh. He's getting he's getting a little weak on his abducting skills. Well, the next day, he okay. succeeded. He abducted Linda Saley from... A mall parking lot. She was 22 years old. He abducted her at gunpoint. He raped her, then strangled oh. her. He said he didn't cut off her breasts because they were too pink. It was like they were like too young? I don't know what that means. They were, quote, too what pink. What the fuck? I guess I don't know why I would try to rationalize anything this man would say. No, but also... What the fuck? So then he put an electrical current through her oh, body. What? Trying to make it jump. What? After he killed her? Yeah. What? But it didn't work. Uh, what? Yeah, I don't know. The guy's just turning into a goddamn mad scientist. What the actual fuck? Yeah. Is his wife not suspicious at all? Right? Not that, like, you know, okay, I get he has this little quiet little area that she's not allowed in, which is suspicious, but whatever, you could miss all this shit. But, like, he's got to be weird. Oh, he's got to be so weird. So then he tied her body to a car transmission with nylon cord and dumped it into the same river. My theory still stands. Mm-hmm. You've got the transmission what? and the engine now. Wow. So apparently after the murders, he would also dress up in the stolen shoes and women's clothing and he would masturbate. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know why I'm surprised by that, but that's just gross. Yeah, it is just gross. And that was like... The murdering was like the foreplay and then oh. the like raping the dead body and masturbating. Oh my God. Afterwards. I just don't want to think about that. That's fucking gross. Yes. So then May 1969, a fisherman found a body in the Long Tom River. Uh-huh. Which I have not 
mentioned yet. Okay. Because they were all in the Willamette River, right? Uh-huh. So then I was like, where the fuck is that? Yeah. The downstream? Yeah, it was connected to the Willamette River, but it was, like, farther down. I think it was, like, miles down. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It was Linda Saley, so the most recent one that was tied to the transmission. Okay. It was her body that they found. Yeah. They had divers go into the river yeah. to try and find the rest of anything, any yeah. other evidence, anything like that. And two days later, they found Karen Sprinker, which was <sighs> the girl that was tied to the car engine. That was the original one missing her foot. That's yeah. over two years now. Yeah. Wow. Can you... Oh, God. Yeah. Not good. No. So then police were like... We got ourselves a murderer. We got ourselves a case. <laughs> and they went to the closest university to ask if anybody had seen any suspicious people around. And this one girl was like, actually, I have. Check oh. out this guy, Jerry, right? Oh, shit. Which... Was she, like, almost abducted or something by him, or...? No, apparently he called her a bunch of times, like, asking for a date. I don't know why that would make someone, like, that's really suspicious, because I feel like on a college... Yeah, fucking everybody's creepy. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, right. But maybe it was, like, really persistent. Maybe. It's almost like if, you know, like, the one guy at the bar that won't just, like, let up, like, no, I don't want to dance. Yes, I do. I do know exactly that person. Yeah, maybe it's like that. Yeah. Like where you're like, he's harmless until somebody's like, well, there's somebody, a murderer in people. And you're like, well, uh, check out this guy. Yeah, that's probably true. Because I've always questioned if he'd murder me. (laughs) Sometimes. Sometimes I think maybe. (laughs) So then they were like, okay, let's go check out this Jerry fella, right? Uh Uh-huh. And they went. (laughs) This fella. This fella. They went and talked to him and he gave them a fake address And so they were like, well, that's fishy as fuck. Yeah, I'm suspicious now. Yeah, let's look into him even further. Good. So then they searched his garage, which I assume they had a warrant for. killing garage. Mm Mm-hmm. And they found a copper wire that was supposedly they could tell that it was cut by the same thing that cut the nylon cords that was tying the bodies. Oh. Yeah. Like scissors or something? (laughs) (laughs) I, I was thinking... Like, they can tell if a knife or something has, like, a notch in the blade. Yeah. So maybe, like, this specific tool that he had had, like, a very distinct... Marking on the blade? Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. Something like that. Okay. You could be a detective. I could. (laughs) (laughs) I would not be good at it, but I would be the best goddamn detective I have. (laughs) (laughs) So then Jerry was arrested, and he confessed to everything. And, oh, good. Yeah. And June 28th, 1969, he pled guilty to three first-degree murder charges. Three. Remember, there were four bodies. Oh. He pled guilty to Karen Sprinker, Jan Whitney, and Linda Saley. Were they all... They were all in the river. Yeah. They're all four in the river. Okay. Yeah. He confessed to the murder of Linda Slauson, the first girl that he had cut off the foot. Uh-huh. But since he didn't photograph her, there was no evidence. Oh. Because he only photographed her foot, so they couldn't tell yeah yeah so they're like even though he confessed to it and they (gasps) had her body and everything they couldn't say that it was definitively him what yeah they do that all the time though right people have been charged for much less yeah with much less evidence i know that's gonna be like through the whole podcast i know i apologize for my dog barking in the background yeah so there was no evidence because he only had photographed her foot And then Jan Whitney's body was found a month after he was convicted, and it was a mile downstream from where he claimed to have dumped it. Uh Uh-huh. But, like, did he get 
convicted of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the okay. only one that he didn't get convicted of was Linda Slauson. Okay, the one with the foot. Yeah. He appealed, and in 1995, the parole board was basically like, fucking stop trying to appeal this shit. You're never getting released. Yeah, like, uh, you confessed, and there are pictures. Yeah. <laughs> that you took. Yeah. You no. did this shit. Yeah. I don't care what your excuses are. Get out of here. Yeah. Apparently, his jail cell was filled with women's shoe catalogs. Oh, my gosh. I bet. And that was, like, his substitute for porn. Yeah. And he would write to the companies to be like, send me your catalogs. I want the blue one. (laughs) He died in prison on March 28th, 2006 from liver cancer. Wow. Mm -hmm. He lived a long life. At the time of his death, he was the longest incarcerated inmate in the Oregon Department of Corrections. Really? Yeah. Yeah, wow. 37 years there. Jeez. Uh, that's why you don't fucking murder people. Because you'll spend the rest of your life in jail? Yeah, prison, which is worse. That is worse. <laughs> also, I don't because I don't enjoy the thought of murdering people. Yep, there's that too. I just, like, in that had... poor family. I want to know, like, the kid's perspective. Right. Like, yeah, dad was always a little weird. Yeah. Or the, the mom, wife, lady. Yeah, she yeah. had to have known something was up. You had to know that your husband's a little off. Doing a little something. Yeah. And also, like, he was previously convicted of abducting yeah. a 17-year-old and, like, raping her and stuff. Uh, and then you're just like, yeah, yeah that's totally fine, honey. Like, yeah, I'll marry you. Did she not know that? I don't know. He was diagnosed as schizophrenic. Like, I was, was he say. on medication for it? Yeah, I was going to say, what about the schizophrenia? Like... Did he ever use that in his trial as, like... Well, that was how he was trying to appeal. Oh, okay. And they were like, fucking quit. Yeah. (laughs) You did the shit. Yeah. You're insane. Oh, my god. But not insane enough to not spend time in prison. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I knew what you meant. Yeah. Well, goddamn. I said goddamn. Yeah, you did. Well, those are some good ones. Well, we should should address the shout-outs. Yeah. Who do we have to shout-out? Fucking Hank for being the third co-star on this one. God damn, he has barked through this whole thing. I know. You know what, though, guys? We are working with what we got at this moment. Yeah. I apologize in advance for all of the whatever this podcast ended up being. I know. It's <laughs> going to be interesting with, like, our our microphones and everything. Yeah. It's going to be an it'll adventure. It'll be perfect. Yeah, probably. And it'll be better next week. Yeah. This is just a temporary solution. Yeah. We'll have our studio, quote, unquote, back <laughs> next week. <laughs> okay. So, first of all, shout out to Jake, not from State Farm, because <gasps> he left us a review on iTunes. What? I didn't know that. And I bet this Jake has knees. <laughs> oh, I know a Jake with knees. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's our friend Jake. What a guy. <laughs> and he said that it our podcast is the best podcast ever, probably. Ever? <laughs> wow. Those are... Those probably, are... though. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Out of all the podcasts I've never listened to, that one's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, Jake. Not from State Farm. <laughs> thanks, Jake with knees. We appreciate you. Motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys go leave iTunes reviews because... Yeah, they really help us to get noticed and then other people can listen and also appreciate us. Indubitably. And subscribe and shit because, you know, subscribe, rate, review, subscribe, you know. Do all the things. Yeah. (laughs) Recycle, reduce, and reuse too. Yep. Do all that shit. (laughs) Ooh, okay, so we had some listeners tell us that we are a part of their top three favorite podcasts top three <laughs> no big deal no big deal there's so many and we're top three i know actually it was really awesome but apple podcast put out like a tweet and they were like hey tell us your top three favorite and a handful of people tagged us and i was like 
I feel so fucking honored. That's awesome. And I was so stoked. That is so sweet, though. It's legit the best compliment ever. Yeah. I can't uh, believe we're anybody's favorite. I know. You guys need to get your priorities straight. I love it. Keep <laughs> them crooked. I love it. Okay, so Ellie from France. <laughs> it's just Ellie, but I'm calling her Ellie from France. I love that name. I want to name my kid Ellie. I don't I have a baby brewing or anything, but it if actually, I have a little girl, it's totally going to be Ellie. Uh, McBrad. McBrad. Cat Sandoval. <gasps> Cat Sandoval. <laughs> Christina. Just Christina. I don't even know if she's ever twatted at us before, but I was so excited. What's up, Christina? That's so exciting. What's We're up, Christina? We're top three. What's up, baby? What's up, baby? Well, that's so awesome. Thank you, guys. I know. Don't you feel so special? I do. No big deal. Yeah, you guys. We're just crushing it. You guys appreciating us like we appreciate you. Hell yeah. Okay, so uh, what should these fine listeners do? Well... They should probably, first, I would suggest rate and review because that's awesome. And then I would say (laughs) go to our website, isgdpodcast.com, where you can also find our merch. Yep. Or you could go to isgdpodcast.threadless.com and you can buy some sweet merch and support this little shindig. Yeah. By the way, I'd like to state that I downgraded from a chair to no chair. I'm just sitting on the hard floor today. That's true. So am I. You're actually sitting on a rug on the hard floor. That's true. You can't really tell. I'm not. <laughs> different. <laughs> There's literally no difference because it's just fucking thin-ass rug on a thin-ass carpet. <laughs> but I'm actually more comfortable than in that chair. <laughs> oh, that's sad. <laughs> but I think it's because I can, like, lay around, you know? Yeah. My arm keeps falling asleep. Oh, Lord. Well, we're almost done. Your yeah. arm is, like, bent fucking at a goddamn 180-degree angle. <laughs> I don't think it's supposed to do that. Don't worry about my arm. Okay, I'll stop looking. Uh, yeah, and also while you're at our our website, check out pictures relating to our stories that we tell. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, guys, I checked the P.O. box <gasps> every single day. And there's nothing? And there's nothing in there. This is the saddest. And I just want a Thanks. pen pal. Can someone please just write to me? <laughs> write on a line piece of paper and be like, sup, I'll fucking send it back. We can do like a high school note, line for line. <laughs> It's a genius idea. Somebody write Erin. This is really sad. It's getting really sad that she goes to the mailbox. Yeah. Or the, the what's it called? The mail store? P.O. Box. Post office. There we go. I go there and today we had something for, you know, whoever or current resident. And I was like, fuck you and your current resident. Get out of here. I don't reside here, bitch. No. And I threw it away. Ugh. Threw it in the trash. Someone's going to write you, Erin. I hope so. Someone's going to write us. I hope so. <laughs> Someday. Also follow us on Twitter at ISGD Podcast. And twat at us, tweet at us, just tweet at us. I already used the twat joke. <laughs> Lauren appreciated it. Sup, Lauren? <laughs> I'll probably use it every single time. It's my favorite way to say tweet. It is. In it's the a past past tense. tense. Yeah. yeah. Even though I'm asking you to do it in the future. Future tense twat at us. Yeah. <laughs> and also, you can email us at isgdpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. Is that all? I think so. I think that covers all of our bases. Well, I hope you enjoyed episode 20. Yes. Thank you all. You fucking lovely ass people. (laughs) For listening. We enjoy you so much. So much. And you guys make this so fun. You really do. I am having a blast doing this. I am too. The more people that I see listening, I'm like, oh shit. Two things. One, a lot more responsibility. People are listening. (laughs) True. Two, it's like so much more exciting and fun. And like I get eager to like come record. Yeah. 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 It makes me so excited to see that people actually think it's good. I know. (laughs) 
Either that or they're just humoring us. It could be. But strangers don't need to humor us, so they like it. No, exactly. Strangers could be so mean, and thank you guys so much for not. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. Just public service announcement, and I'm going to keep doing this every fucking time. Be fucking nice to each other, people. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know our listeners are nice to people, Mm -hmm. but help make other people be nice to other people. Yeah. Even if someone's a dick to you. Just, just be nice. Be nice. Yeah. And then they'll be like, the fuck is wrong with that bitch? <laughs> yeah. And you'll be like, la, 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 la. Like, I'm in my own world and I'm happy. Yeah. On that note. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everyone. And if you're all caught up on our podcast, stay tuned for a promo from our friends over at Friday the 13th. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Maddie. Do you like horror movies? I sure do. Well, did you know that most horror movies are inspired by real-life horror? Really? Like what? Well, take The Shining, for instance. That's based on Stephen King's real-life addictions. Or The Purge, which could be our country any minute now. Oh, and The Strangers, which is based on a real-life murder. People should be talking about these things. Hey, Guys. Oh, oh, hey, Producer, producer Michael. Producer Michael, hi. Uh, well, I hate to break it to you, but somebody already is. It's you. <gasps> That's right. We are Friday the 13th, the podcast where we talk about horror in real life and horror in media, all from an LGBTQ perspective. Because we gay, y'all. We are proud members of the Legion Podcast Network, and we can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Come along with us on this crazy journey, and as always, get slayed. Get slayed.